1: And learn your word, dear God. And Father God, I'll be ever so careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. 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 Welcome back to our Bible study. We have had a a long vacation, and I am anxious to get back to the word of God. Amen. We're um, in our sixth or seventh day of our consecration, and God is doing great things. He is moving by His Spirit. And I am so thankful and happy for that, amen. So we're gonna go right into our Bible lesson. Uh, we abruptly stopped in the middle of the lesson prayer. And I kind of wanted, um, I didn't really want to go over a lot of it, but does anybody recall where we stopped and what we were discussing? Oh, I'm sorry, did anybody say something? I didn't. Okay. All right. Well, um, we we understand from this particular lesson, we're actually speaking about the law of attraction. And so in uh, coming to this place, we wanted to show how prayer uh, worked with the law of attraction. We didn't want us to think, I didn't want you guys to think that it's just, a law of attraction and we just attract whatever we think about and actually we we do think about that but
1: Hello.
0: Yes. Okay, I'm going in and out of being muted and unmuted. I don't know why that's happening. But um, in order for us to uh, apply and change our subconscious thinking, we understand through the lessons that we've uh, uh, discussed, was that our subconscious thinking is I'm relating that to your heart. And whatever is in your heart is what drives your life. And so we're finding that the power of prayer Can change the subconscious way of thinking and we began this lesson by uh, giving the illustration of Peter when he was on the rooftop and he went up to pray and he had a certain mindset that the Jews were separate from the Gentiles and uh, but God in prayer changed his mindset about the the Jews and the Gentile relationship. And that was done in prayer, because the scripture says he went up to the rooftop and it was for prayer and he fell into a trance and God began to speak to him. And what God shared with him was that what he had called clean, he shouldn't call it common. And so he understood that God was speaking to him in a parable or in a A metaphor in terms of the Gentiles are uh, his people as well as the Jews and that the Word of God should go to the Gentiles as well and so God spoke to him in prayer and it broke his paradigm it changed the way he thought and so I'm saying to you that yes we can become Christians and yes we can give our life to the Lord but there are deep-rooted ways of thought and thinking that we have that only prayer can change. And so I think that um, we uh, discussed some of the things, we discussed the changing the mindsets, the power of prayer, and then we discussed the prayer must be according to God's will, and we went through those different uh, lessons or different uh, points about God's will uh, eight keys to knowing God's will so we understand that prayer must be according to God's will and then going down to the lesson sheet we understand that prayer must be consistent and persistent and that's what we're going to pick up tonight and prayer must be with Thanksgiving and prayer must give glory to God and prayer must come with a humble and sincere heart and prayer uh, should be filled with faith all right and so here we're studying, um, here um, we're going to be looking at prayer must be consistent and persistent. And so we're going to be looking at First Thessalonians, uh, the fifth chapter and the 17th verse. And if someone has that, would you please get it? Am I
1: muted?
0: No. Okay. All right. All right. First Thessalonians five and seventeen. Somebody read. Pray
1: without ceasing. In everything, give thanks
2: for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus
0: concerning you. Amen. So here we see that the word of God says, pray without ceasing. And so this means that, for example, um, uh, 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 you, you just cannot, and your, your subconscious is your heart. And whatever you are thinking about the most is what um, God is concerned about. All right? And so whatever you're thinking about the you most. You listen right now. You listen. You listen right now. You are ridiculous. You need to be
1: reported to the Federal Communications Association, the federal government. You need to be reported for for poetry in your fucking mind. I'm done with
0: you, niggers. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, Elder Burton, are you on the line tonight? Okay, looks like we're going to have to mute. So then I have to. I'm going to have to mute the call somewhere, and I, I don't have. They hung up. Yeah, they did.
2: Not today, Satan.
0: So... Okay, I'm going to. Uh, if Elder Bergen was on, he could go ahead and mute everybody. But uh, I do want your participation. Okay. So we understand that prayer must be consistent, and so if we um if we um are meditating on something consistently, then that is really the desire of our heart. And so, uh, in, in okay, I don't. Am I muted? Listen, listen right now. Listen right now. You're being, you were
1: already reported to Virginia law enforcement and you will be arrested for poultry and fraud.
0: okay i've got to learn how to operate this darn thing okay um so (laughs) like i was saying that the uh, uh whatever is in the meditate what your heart is meditating on is basically what you really desire and so when you're praying uh without ceasing then it says that this is really what my desire is when you're praying without ceasing and being consistent and persistent in prayer, this is where your desire is. And so, uh, you know, if you have a child that says, "Ma, I want so and so, so and so and so," and then they go on playing somewhere, and then three months later you don't hear no more about it, then the child really does not want that, okay? But if you if the child is asking you for something every day. Listen, Every day, listen I've already reported you for poultry. I've already reported you, reported poultry. Oh, Lord. Let me, see. hold on one minute, you all. Let me see if I can, get if I can do something about this. Okay, now listen, I put everybody on mute and um, and I really didn't want to do that. But that's the only way I'm gonna get that caller off the line. Let me see. Maybe there's something else I can do. Listen, I'm already
1: reporting for policy. You understand me right now, bitch?
0: Okay, uh, yeah, I had to mute everybody. I hope that works. All right, so prayer must be consistent and persistent. And so, uh, as I was saying, you have to pray without ceasing. And so uh, it, it shows what the desire of your heart really is. And then because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rules of darkness, you know, it, it behooves all. You bitch! Oh, I ain't yeah. a bridge, you a boundary, You bitch! Oh my god! I don't know what's going on here. Um. control. Okay, and I, I'm sorry. So I'm so sorry about what's going on. Uh, let me see. Oh, I bought you bitch. Oh, I've already reported you for poultry. You f- The burden. Okay, that person has left the call. Are you still there? Okay, okay, are you okay? All right. Are you still there? Okay. We're still here. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. Grace. Grace yes. and peace. I'm sorry. That that number has left the call. I don't know if they'll come back in or not, but they've left the call. Okay. Elder Burton, I see that you are there. Are you there? Okay. Maybe he's not here. Okay. Okay. Well, grace and peace. Uh, grace and peace. And so then we'll find that that the desires of our heart is what God is really concerned about. And so, as I said said before, we have to pray uh, consistently because we wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places. And so it behooves us as Christians to always to be on the wall, to always to be on the lookout, and to always to be petitioning the – Petitioning God on behalf of what is going on around us and what God has given us charge over. And what we see, because prayer, it does not you don't know uh, how you can impact your area just by uh, seeking God. And when we are lazy and not asking God for different things, then different things don't come about. All right, let's go to Matthew, the seventh chapter, and the seventh verse. When you have it, read that.
1: Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find not, and it shall be open unto you.
0: Okay, so here we have a formula for praying, okay? First of all, it says ask, okay? And you guys remember the song, uh, what, Oh, What Needless Pains We Bear, All Because We Do Not Carry Everything to God in Prayer? We have to mm-hmm. ask. You guys remember that song? Yes. Can somebody, can somebody quote it for me? What a friend we have in Jesus. That's what it is. What a friend we have in Jesus. Okay. And so, first of all, we have to ask, okay? Ask, the scripture says, ask and it will be given. And so, this is a petition. We need to have a petition. We need to petition God for uh, what, we're, what we're requesting him for. And so, during this consecration, I hope that everybody has a mind about what they really, one particular thing. Although we're doing this corporately and we're praying corporately, all of us should have some kind of a mindset in terms of what we um, want from God. And during this this consecration, ask, you know, ask the Lord and it will be given to you. So we need a petition. And then it says seek. So therefore, there's some action that needs to happen on our part. We need to act okay when we're asking god for a new house then we need to be looking for a new house Uh huh. if we're asking god for a new car then we need to be on the lot looking at a new car if we're asking god for a new job we need to be putting in applications okay if we're asking god for something we need to be participating in this request all right And then it says, knock, and knocking means being persistent. You ask, and you seek, and you knock, and you keep knocking, and you keep knocking. And that's sometimes um, where a lot of the saints fall off. We keep knocking, and keep we stop knocking because we think the door is closed. But the scripture says, ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. And so, uh, and and using that in another uh, connotation, if you seek the Lord, you're going to find him. If you seek for an answer, you're going to find an answer. But you've got to continue to knock. So prayer must be consistent and persistent. You don't go to God and say, oh, God, I said this, I I, I, I need so and so and so and so, and then that's it, you know. You have to continually ask God because what happens, though, is that because we are so neurologically wired to our emotions and uh, our body and our soul and our spirit is so so wired together, we have to sometimes come into agreement. You know, the body, soul, and spirit sometimes has to come into agreement, okay, because you uh, may want something logically, but your heart is far from it. And then your spirit hasn't really become a part of your desire yet. And so God answers uh, the, the diligent, the desire of the heart. He gives the desire of the heart. And as I was saying before, what you think about, what you meditate on, what you're consistently uh, being um, – uh, giving all your attention to, that's the desire of your heart. And so if you go to God half-heartedly, it's not you're not really asking him. And so we've got to be clear about what we want from God. And so in being persistent, it says to you, this is what I really want. It gives you a definition. It fine-tunes what you really want. And then uh, after a while, you can say, you know what? i don't really really want that and it helps you to shape what you really are thinking and what you really desire because sometimes we think we want something and then it's really something else or it's shaped a little differently than we we imagine and so in in prayer prayer helps you come to yourself prayer helps you settle uh, uh, uh settle and and, and define what you really want, okay? So prayer must be consistent and persistent. Uh, does anybody have any comments on this, or have you ever wondered why, um, you know, you haven't really your prayer really hasn't been answered? I have. You have? Well, there let me let's go to I think. It's, yeah. Let's go to Galatians. I think huh? it's the third. I think it's the third chapter. And I, I'm I'm hoping that's it. And we and we've covered this before. no that's not it okay so first of all we know that the prayer has to be according to God's will mm-hmm. all right we, we first have to understand that prayer has to be according to God's will okay it's James the fourth chapter The third verse, the fourth chapter and the third verse, it says, You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. All right. And so basically he's saying that you're not really praying according to the spirit of God. You're praying uh, to consume it upon your lust. Okay. Okay. Um, It says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace? Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay. The the Galatians doors, three says the same thing. I'm sorry. Say it again. Galatians three um, says the same, three. same thing.
2: Uh huh. Well, what um, does it say? Galatians Read it. Galatians three and three. What does Galatians it say? Galatians three and three says, "Are ye so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh?" Have you suffered so many things in vain, and to be yet in vain? He therefore that ministers to you in the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for his righteousness.
1: All right,
0: yes. And so you've got to pray according to the will of God. You've got to pray according to his will. And so there are times when we don't really understand what the will is. And so we are praying amiss. And a lot of times we are praying to consume things upon our lust. And we don't understand that the lust and the flesh, the flesh and the spirit, they vie against one another. And so spiritual things are, are a, a more prominent and should be more prominent but god wants us to become more spiritual and so when we're asking for things to consume it upon our lust and 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 our egoic nature so that i can have and i want and i can be glorified and and, and all of these things, God does not really hear those kinds of petitions, but he hears a heartfelt cry, a cry that is pure and that is uh, unadulterated. Uh, I am so sorry. That woman has thrown me off tonight. Okay. Um, did that answer your question? Um,
2: yeah. I think the consistency part is part of where I feel that sometimes prayers are unanswered. Kind of like with the example you gave with the child who asked for something and then a couple weeks later you don't hear anything else about it. Did they really want it type situation? Did they really mean it? That kind of is where I think a lot of things happen. Absolutely. consistency is a very big big part
0: yeah so 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 we have to, we understand that prayer must be according to God's will all right and so as we uh, study the 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 the, uh, um, the 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 ways of God and what actually God's will is we need to walk with God and to know him deeply okay uh, that's the will of God. All right, we need to walk with Him and know Him deeply. And walking with Him and knowing Him deeply, we can ask whatever we want because we know it's according to His will. All right, and then um, we need to surrender our will to God. All right, we need to surrender our will to God, and then we need to already we need to obey what we already know to be God's will. You know, a lot of us we want God to do things for us, but we don't obey what he's already given us. We don't obey what he's already given us. And so, um, and then you need to seek godly input, all right, and listen to your heart. That is what um, really says what you really want. When you're listening to your heart, like I said before, what you are thinking about and meditating on and consistently absorbed with, that's the desires of your heart and so when we examine the desires of our heart is it really god's will or is this fleshly or lustly or or is it anger Or are we angry? You know, we have to listen to our heart to understand where we are. And so what we're meditating on, what we're preoccupied with, these are the desires of our heart. And so, like I said, in order to change what's in your thought process, prayer does that. Prayer changes your thought process, but like I said, it must be consistent and persistent. We can't just go to God one day and then say, okay, I told him what I wanted, and that's it. But prayer is also communicating with God, uh, being, being in communion with him, developing that relationship with him. And so, um, so it behooves us to be consistent and persistent in prayer all right and so then we understand that prayer now must be with thanksgiving somebody when we just somebody turn to Philippians the fourth chapter and the sixth verse
1: Careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving that your requests made known unto God.
0: All right, so here we find that it's important to have your prayer be laced with thanksgiving, all right? It says don't be be careful for nothing because God cares for you, okay? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, supplication is asking for God to supply what we need. But let that be done with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. So in all actuality, we are thanking God in advance. For what he has done for us or what we're asking him for. We are thanking him in advance for what he is doing for us. All right. So, thanksgiving is a, a, an integral part of prayer. Thanksgiving is an integral part of prayer. And so, here it says, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, sometimes we can come into God and just ask Him for things, but the Scripture says in one uh, hundred Psalm, "Come into His gates with thanksgiving." We have to come before God being thankful for what He has done. Prayer must be consistent, cons- consist of prayer. All right uh come in with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise so we need to thank him in advance and be grateful and have an attitude of gratitude all right and so he says do not be anxious all right don't be careful for anything okay because god cares for you he's going to supply your need all right so but you've got to come to him prayer must include thanksgiving so this is the power of prayer when we come before God we come before God with Thanksgiving with a thankful heart and being thankful unto him and blessing his name all right so we express God gratitude and God and God will give more to be grateful for okay so you have to show gratitude. Thank you for my life, and thank you for my marriage, and thank you for my family. And and and, and like I said before, if we're meditating on negative things, if we're preoccupied with um, a hatred and anger, these things block us from really receiving the blessings of God because we're not thankful, we're angry, okay? And so we've got to learn to pray like i said with peter that god can change our whole paradigm he can break us he can shake us at the foundation of where we live and sometimes a, a lot of us walk around with anger and we're angry and we're upset and we're dissatisfied but if we go to god in prayer and come into his presence with thanksgiving and learn to be thankful if we can move aside the anger and move aside The hatred and replace it to find something to be thankful for, you'll begin to change the way you feel and change the way you think. All right? So uh, you need to present your request. You come with prayer and supplication, supplication is supply. I'm coming asking God to supply my need. I'm asking him to, uh, 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 I need X, Y, and Z. Would you do X, Y, and Z? Lord, God, help me, please. But you come with thanksgiving, okay? So with gratitude and thanksgiving, praise, gratitude, and thanksgiving is the highest expression of faith. Okay, when you're coming to God in this way as, as outlined in Philippians, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, you're showing the highest expression of faith because you're asking God and you're thanking him. You're asking him for what you desire and you're thanking him for what he's already done you're thanking him for what he's going to do and you have a thankful heart there's nothing worse than uh you giving your children x y and z and they just don't they're not they don't even care they just throw it aside they're not Painful. They're unappreciative. You break your back. You go to work every day. You scrub and you, you, you do this and you do that and you, you make sacrifices for them, and they're just, they just don't even appreciate it. So, But gratitude and thanksgiving is the highest expression of faith, all right? It gives God an opportunity to show off. And only God can open certain doors, okay? And so when we come into His presence with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise, it blesses Him. It it, it shows that you believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them uh, that seek Him. Let's let's go to Acts the 16th chapter, 23 to 26. which chapter?
2: Acts the 16th chapter, which
0: chapter, 23 through 16. Acts 16,
1: 23 through 26. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who haven't received much Such a charge thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the socks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and
0: everyone's
1: bands were loosed. All right,
0: so here we have an illustration of what prayer and thanksgiving will do. All right, Uh, what what does it say here? And who have received her? And so, okay, wait a minute. And when they laid, they cast them into prison, charging the jail to keep them safely, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. And it meant like Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them and so here we have an illustration of what praying and praising God will do and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and so if you would let me just kind of go with this a little bit and paraphrase Uh, you can pray and give God praise so much so that the foundation of your bondage can an earthquake will move in your life and the foundations of your bondage can be broken but this is done in prayer and praise unto God so prayer must be with thanksgiving and praise unto God like i said praise gratitude and thanksgiving is the highest expression of faith and so here Paul and Silas were thrown in jail they were in a bad situation but uh they said i'm going to give god praise anyway i'm going to praise god anyway Uh, uh, the words of my mouth are still going to be unto god and i'm going to lift him up and so so the foundation of their bondage was broken and not only was the foundation of their bondage was broken uh those that were around them saw the prison doors open and they glorified god and so i'm saying to you if you are diligent in prayer and thanksgiving the foundation of your bondage can be broken and destroyed. There's a lot of people who pull back from prayer because they think that they're unworthy of praying, that they should not approach the throne of God because I am and I have not and I don't do this. and I. But prayer is what's going to break the foundation or shake the foundation of your captivity. It is coming into God's presence. Seeking him, saying that I know that you are God and that you are a rewarder of us, those who diligently seek you. And I'm coming to you because you are God, and I'm thankful for what you've done in my life. And with my request, my request is XYZ, but I'm giving you prayer. I'm praying and I'm praising you and the very foundation of your bondage and your captivity will be broken. And so, beloved, I'm saying to you that it's important for us not to pull away from God, to always pray and pray without ceasing, because prayer is what changes you. Prayer is what changes the mindset. Prayer is what changes your paradigm. Prayer is what reveals to you uh, what needs to be changed in your life. You know, uh, there are times in prayer and sitting in meditation, God will speak to you, and especially during this consecration, God will speak when your flesh is at its lowest point and your spirit is high and you're able to hear what thus saith the Lord. So it's important to uh, incorporate not only be, uh, the prayer should not only be according to God's will that we understood first. It must be consistent and persistent, but it must be laced with thanksgiving. It must be laced with thanksgiving and praise and, and giving God thanks. We enter into his courts with thanksgiving and into his, into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, and that's how we're supposed to enter into the presence of God we're being thankful unto him and blessing his name okay so in doing this and and you showing so much faith toward God it gives God an opportunity to shut or to show off and I want to say to you beloved that God can open doors that that no man can shut all right but if, if you magnify God and you bless him he will come to your rescue he will come to your aid he will satisfy you all right so then the next uh, point is that prayer must yes. give glory to God does anybody have anything they want to say about Thanksgiving
2: well I just wanted to add to what you were saying about um, the prayer and the and and the subject we just read if you go on to further read, it said that um, Paul said to the 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 jailer, like, "No, nah, we still here. We didn't leave. We 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 free, but we didn't leave. We're here. So you ain't got to kill yourself." And then he came and said, "Well, what I do to be saved." So actually, our prayers can actually break our break our bonds, and you know, break what binds us, but shed light and and bring others into it. 'cause the jailer actually wanted to be saved after he saw and what happened and that they didn't flee, and he saw that they were free. You know, the gates it was open. They were free. And they and Paul said, and nah, I'm still here, we still here. Don't don't kill yourself, we're still here. And I think that, absolutely you know, with with even just yeah, so with our prayers it also affects others as well
0: absolutely absolutely and when people see the miracle working power of God in your life then they're saying there must be a God and what must I do to be saved I'm glad you continued to read that there was a very good point very very good point point. and he says and they said believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house and so prayer just changes your entire life. It changes your life and those around you. So it's important that if we're going to live a positive life, if we're going to have the, the law of attraction working in our lives, then prayer must be utmost foremost so that we can attract the things that God has for us. And that we can become a vessel that others can be saved and be moved by our lives. All right. Anybody else? I see you, sister McLendon, Deacon McLendon. Yeah,
2: I'm listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amen. All right. So the next one is that prayer, your prayer, must give glory to God. All right. Let's read John the 14th chapter. 13 through 14. You said John the 13th chapter? John the 14th chapter. I think that's John the 14th chapter. 13.
1: And whatsoever you should ask in my name that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son.
2: If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do
0: it. Okay, so this is prayer, okay? But whatsoever you ask in my name, this is prayer. I will do it that that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So he's saying that. Your prayer must give glory to God, okay? Uh, so whatever you ask in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So you, what you, what what you do must give glory to God. And after prayer this morning, I was thinking so much about the ministry, and I was thinking about the different auxiliaries, and I'm thinking that... We need to come in with an attitude of giving glory to God, that whatever we are doing, we're just not coming in just doing it. We're doing it to give glory to God, that the Father may be glorified. you know? And so your prayer must give glory to God. It, it can't be something that uh, I heard um, Ivy Hilliard say, you know, he was um, praying and he got mad. And he said he wanted God to kill the man and his children too. (laughs) But that wouldn't have brought any glory to God. So we have to be careful with what what we're desired. And so when we find that we have those kinds of things, we have to go to God and say, you know, Lord, I'm not thinking right I'm not feeling right would you help me in this area because whatever I do I want to bring glory to your name I want to give glory to God all right so let's read um I think it's John the 17th chapter in the fourth verse Yes, it's John 17 and 4. Somebody get that?
1: I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do.
0: And so here he's saying that even in my suffering, I have glorified you. What? Even in my suffering, I have glorified you. I finished the work that you've given me to do. And even when it was distasteful, I made sure I gave you that you got the glory, that you were glorified, that it brought glory to you, that it brought honor to you. And so when we're praying, our prayer must give glory to God. We must give glory to God all right and so this is um, the power of prayer prayer must be according to the will of God it must be persistent it must be laced with Thanksgiving and we must Give glory to God in our prayer okay because Jesus didn't do anything without giving glory to God and he says if you ask something I'm gonna do it so that the father may be glorified and so he's not going to do anything that, 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 that dishonors God and so when we come to God we have to make sure our motives are pure and uh, if they're not then if they're not then god will even reveal that to you but in prayer god reveals and speaks to the heart of man and shows you who you are and what you are and what you're thinking okay all right uh in corinthians the 10th chapter the 31st verse it says whether the whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do do all to the glory of god so in our everyday walk whatever we're doing we need to be cognizant of bringing glory to god will this bring glory to god is my life bringing glory to god is my life is my my way of being giving glory to god when you look on me can you see that my lifestyle gives glory to god is he would he be proud of what I'm doing, and proud of the way I'm representing him. Jesus said, the 17th chapter and the 4th verse, again, are you still there? Can you read it again? Yes. I have glorified thee
1: on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do.
0: So he's saying, I want you to be proud of what you have given me to do. I have glorified you on this earth. I've given you everything that I have, all right? And so um beloved we're out of time i've really gone over the time so we understand that the prayer must be according to the will of god you just don't come uh, any old kind of way it must be with thanksgiving it must be with persistence and it must be according to his will and then it has to be, get, bring glory to god and so when we're when we're praying we're talking about having a positive life. And so when we're changing our subconscious thought process, we do it by prayer and supplication. When we're changing our way of being, we're doing it by prayer. And when we when we go to God in prayer, we need to know the will of God, all right? And so in order to know the will of God, you need to walk with God. You've got to know him deeply. And so I encourage everyone that no matter what state you're in and how you view yourself that you develop a walk with God begin to develop a relationship with him because it's just the enemy that will keep you from uh, coming into his presence because in his presence there is change there is joy there is the the, the, uh, the the power of breaking chains earthquakes that will break the foundation it will break the foundation of your captivity that's in prayer so beloved I'm saying to you let's develop a prayer life let's begin to approach God and we are learning how to approach him that we pray according to his will and if it's not according to his will we say Lord I submit and commit our our, myself to you and I want you to help me to have the mind of God that I can pray according to your will so we're going to um, does anybody have any comments? You no, know, I just want to say that that the more the more you pray, the more you will pray and And when you are continuously and persistently consistently uh, praying, then um, you subconsciously you are praying and sometimes not even
2: realize that you are praying. if that makes sense
0: yes ma'am it does it does does. the meditation of your heart yeah Mm -hmm. and so that that's a very good point the more you pray the more you will pray and so beloved let's let's move into prayer and let's let that become a part of who we are and let's let's remain in communication with god and let's take on uh let's begin to give glory to god in our lifestyle because if we ask, he said, if you ask me anything, I will do it, okay? If it glorifies, I want to I bring glory to God. I want to answer your prayer. I want to do this because I want to glorify God in in answering your prayer. All right? Amen. 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 All right, beloved. Amen. Okay, Deacon yeah. Clinton, Deacon you want to, uh, well, we're going to ask this to, uh harris sister harris if you'll close us out in prayer
2: tonight oh, okay brother god we thank you lord for this bible study god we thank you for the enlightenment of our minds we ask you to renew our minds oh god we thank you lord just for giving us another opportunity to eat of your bread oh god we thank you lord for sustaining us through this fast oh god we thank you, Lord, for encouragement, for strength, for direction. We thank you, God, for all that you've done and all that you continue to do and all that you will do. We ask that we leave this conference call that you keep the word steadied on our mind and on our heart, that we walk it every day and that we reach back toward these words when we need to reach back toward them, oh God. We ask you, Lord, that. Help us with our conceit that we keep our minds fade and focused on you because you are the creator of all things and you have all knowledge and all understanding. And we ask you to keep us near to you, keep mercy over us, protection over us, over our children, our families, and all of us as a whole. Just keep us, oh, God. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Grace and peace. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. 6 Grace and peace. Amen. plus.